2: episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog on Boys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB, and from right as your humble host, Don of The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, December 28th, 2023. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, and healthy, and I just gotta say, I know that I said it recently, but being able to do the what-up world with the state that my voice was in for basically the entire month of November and a little bit of change uh, feels good. Uh, Feels really, really, really good. Uh, I hope you all had a very merry Christmas if I haven't spoken to you since then. Um, Obviously the Cowboys have played a game since then and that stunk, Uh, but the good news is they're about to play another. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys are 10-5. They are a playoff team. They have been a playoff team for two weeks Uh, and this week they're playing um, in a game that I think is really fun. Um it's rare that you get these Saturday night games. I guess it used to be rare until the NFL just wanted to you know have games on every single day all the time. Uh, but um but I like this spot. Um, I like the Saturday night December game You know, there's a a few that you know you can kind of think of in recent memory, um, relatively recent memory that the Cowboys have played in. Um, The Cowboys played a Saturday night game in 2015 at home against the New York Jets. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, quarterback, the Jets to victory. I actually spoke to Ryan Fitzpatrick partly about that game earlier this season. Uh, But the one that always comes to mind for me is the 2009 game on the road in New Orleans at the Superdome when the Cowboys went and took down the then undefeated Saints. I believe the Saints were 13 and 0 at the time I've obviously talked to DeMarcus Ware several times about the uh, game-winning sack that he had on Drew Brees Um, so I like this I like the you know kind of holiday run obviously you know the Cowboys played on Thanksgiving and then on Christmas Eve and you know Christmas Day has passed and New Year's you know is on the horizon and thankfully the Cowboys and the NFL were kind enough to not take our New Year's Eve Uh, but um, so it's fun you know I know some people put their Christmas decorations away and things like that, but you still have enough kind of twinkle and lights. Um, the the vibes are great in my mind, and it's going to be nice to see the Cowboys back at AT&T Stadium. Apparently, you know what they need to win a game. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't put a lot of stock into the road situation thing, but it's kind of hard to argue with at this point in time. Um, so I'm very, very interested to see the Cowboys against the Lions because if they do come out and just play incredibly well and dominate them, it will obviously feed that idea. Um, but getting the win is all that matters because if the Cowboys lose this game, they – could have lost the NFC East by Sunday. If Dallas loses on Saturday and Philadelphia wins on Sunday, then the NFC East is over. It's a wrap, and the Cowboys are locked into the five seed uh, as far as the overall playoff picture is concerned. They could decide to manufacture their own buy next week on the road against Washington. That is one hypothetical. Or, Dallas could win on Saturday night. And if they do, and Philadelphia loses on Sunday, then Dallas is in control for the NFC East. And all they would have to do would be to win next Sunday, or presumably next Sunday, uh, against the Washington Commanders and the NFC East and the two seed in the entire NFC playoff picture would be theirs they would have at least two guaranteed home playoff wins if they obviously are a playoff wins two home playoff games if they were fortunate to win the first one and if you do believe that there is some stock involved with the Cowboys playing at home granted you know as not having the first round by it's going to take two wins to get to the conference championship game where this team hasn't gotten in about 30 years well um <laughs> you know uh That would be kind of important. So it should be a fun, fascinating weekend that all obviously hinges on things going the right way on Saturday night against the Detroit Lions. But the Lions are a very good team. If you listen to me on different shows, you know that I wasn't slow to believe in the Lions, but I was just, I was a little annoyed at how popular the Lions were. I just kind of, and it really isn't that people liked the Lions that annoyed me. It was how people presented their you know, take on the Lions as this unique thing, right? Like in the beginning of the season around August, whatever, I mean, 5 million people said the same version of, I don't know, man. I think the Lions are going to be really good. Yeah, I know. We all thought that, right? Like, that wasn't, like, a unique thing. That was my annoyance. And so um, I always teased my good buddy Jeremy Reisman about that Uh, at the time we were hosting a show on the SB Nation NFL show together. uh, And he always rolled his eyes in a fun way. And so we had a kind of great fun back and forth. And so I obviously had to bring Jeremy back around to – um, I guess, address the situation or diffuse the situation, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Jeremy is the me at SB Nation for our Detroit Lions site and community. Their name is Pride of Detroit, if you did not know that. They do wonderful, fantastic work. And if you enjoy some of the work that we do, you owe a great, uh, a great, a goodness gracious, a debt, a great gratitude. I don't know. But you are a great. We'll just go with that word uh, of data, of gratitude. Goodness gracious. You owe a debt of gratitude I think I understand where my brain was at for the moment you owe a debt of gratitude to Jeremy Reisman and the pride of Detroit team because if you like our Madden simulation and that's what a lot of people really do like that we do they were the first ones to do it. We completely and totally ripped it off from them. Uh, so shout out to Jeremy. I did thank him for that publicly here on the show, obviously. Um, so let's go ahead and get to that show. Um, you can follow Jeremy on Twitter at Detroit Online. And if you're so interested and so inclined, I did hop across enemy lines myself. Um, I'm recording this conversation with you all on Wednesday afternoon at about 230 Um, And I will be hopping on with them later on in the afternoon for me. But it happened yesterday for you. So you can check out prideofdetroit.com, any one of their channels. Their Twitch channel is very popular. Uh, You can go see my conversation from them where they obviously asked me several questions about the Cowboys the way I did Jeremy about the Lions. Here he is from SB Nation's Pride of Detroit. Jeremy Reisman joins us next right here on The Ojo. Very pleased not to be joined by the one and only, the legendary, the supremely talented, also supremely handsome, my former co-host. Once upon a time on Monday Football Monday, you know him and you love him from SB Nation's Pride of Detroit, the main man over there. It is Jeremy Reisman. Jeremy, thank you so much for taking the time to venture across enemy
1: lines this week. No problem at all. Thanks for buttering me up because I feel like you might be trying to take me down a peg or two in the in the next twenty minutes or so. I always, you know, (laughs) I don't
2: like hate the Lions. As you know, I was really annoyed at how much everybody else loved the Lions. Yeah. Um. So I'm happy for you, and and like Chris <laughs> and all the pod people, obviously, yeah. and all Lions fans. Like, it's a really cool story. But I always consider them this like runt of a team because they have the same color scheme as the Cowboys. Like, it's like get your own oh. thing. Like, why why you got to be silver and blue? Like, I put the Panthers in there just a little bit too. You know, mm. I know that's it's a different shade of blue, but it's just you know, do your own it, thing. Well, it's good to
1: know it's coming from a place of insecurity. <laughs>
2: um, my other non-important question is: um, What are your thoughts on the Pistons? Uh, oh, <laughs> because <boy. laughs> uh, we're talking after they set the record. Uh, we're talking on Wednesday yeah. morning, so congratulations to the other team in Motown.
1: Yeah, thankfully I'm not too much of a basketball fan, but I but I, I I hurt for for Detroit fans. They've they've been through a lot with all of the major sports. I think I saw someone out there saying that the Detroit holds the worst records of every league over the past twenty years. <laughs> Uh, in, you know, football and, and hockey and baseball and, and now in basketball. Um,
2: well, you are a Wolverine as well. So True. we'll see if they can, you know, kind of keep the overall football vibes um, positive here. Because sure. um, that's where they are. Um, the Detroit Lions are winners of the NFC North. I imagine that hasn't gotten old um, in any stretch over the last, what, three days at this point. Point 4. four days. I don't even know. Um anymore. Um, this is actually a really cool and fun thing to see like all the Lions fans who are just like lining up for the division championship gear. Cause like you've never had it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, that's that's gotta be pretty sweet. Uh, do you consider the roar restored? Which is also a thing that I hate.
1: I, say. <laughs> I i don't love that saying either. And I'm not a okay, fan okay. <laughs> of of the hashtag one pride thing that that is our our slogan or whatever you want to call it. But no, I mean it's it's obviously really, really cool. Um, first time in 30 years. Um you know, most—I mean, I feel like at least half of my fans were not even alive uh, w- when that first happened. Um, and you know, people are rushing to get shirts. People are rushing to to get playoff tickets. Uh, Ford Field has never hosted a Lions playoff game. They have hosted, obviously, a playoff game. Uh, it was a Super Bowl. Uh, but, but this is the first time the Lions are going to have a home playoff game in the Ford Field era, which is something I think everyone is looking forward to. Just kind of. That, even if you're not in the building, just kind of experiencing what Lions fandom ramped up to 11 like that is going to be like in the modern era. So it, it's it's a pretty cool time to be a Lions fan.
2: No, seriously, very much agreed. Um, that was a bit of a fraudulent Super Bowl. We don't have to talk about how you know, it <laughs> went. Um, but, um, but you know, it's very, very exciting. And I do think it's cool how the lions have actually done it. I do feel like every now and then we have this team that we, we kind of want to effectively crown and we want to say like, Oh, I'm I, everyone's in on a team X, like the Browns were kind of that, like prior to the Baker Mayfield era, everybody wanted to get in Mm -hmm. early the Jaguars, obviously way before the Trevor Lawrence era, everybody just trying to will them into existence kind of around the Blake Bortles time. The lions really did it. Um, and they're one of the more dangerous teams in the NFL, but some people, Jeremy, even some Cowboys fans. And I say this not, you know, disrespectfully, but just it's what I see. Some, some fans yeah. do not put them in the hierarchy of San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Dallas. Do you feel that's fair? Is, is that bothersome to Lions fans? Like what are your overall thoughts on the Lions and where they stand in the NFC playoff picture? Cause they control their destiny for the two seed. Like no one's giving yeah. them their, their due props at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand like the hesitancy one. I think they just, they haven't been there a long time, right? Mm -hmm. The Eagles have been good for a few years. The 49ers have been good for a few years. The Cowboys have been good for a few years. Um, The Lions are new to it. And I think there's still an amount of skepticism that is both warranted and just kind of comes with the territory of being a new contender in the, in the conference. Um, That said, I I also think there's a little bit of legitimacy to, to some of the, the criticism, right? This team is not very good against the pass and that's, to me, that's what's going to be their eventual downfall, whether that happens in the opening round, whether it happens in the conference championship, Super Bowl, whatever. Um, but this, like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of DVOA. DVOA is kind of one of my favorite stats out there. You look at the Lions and you look at each one of their, their units. They're a top 10 passing offense. They're a top 10 rushing offense. They're a top 10 run defense. And then they're like 16th in pass defense. So <laughs> They 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 are in I mean, and that's not even that bad, right? Um they are the problem is that they're kind of trending in the wrong direction there when it when it comes to pass defense. Um, I think Lions fans are kind of crossing their fingers and hoping the return of CJ Gardner Johnson either this week or next week is gonna help. I think they're hoping that James Houston returning from IR, which might happen in the next two weeks or so, maybe in time for the first playoff game, that's gonna help for uh what has been a largely anemic pass rush outside of Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I think those are reasons to be optimistic, but in general, I think there's a little bit too many holes on the defensive roster for them to be a true Super Bowl caliber team. That doesn't mean they can't make a run, though. I I think I'm I'm a true believer in just getting into the tournament and seeing what happens. And if you have an explosive offense, you know, fourth in in scoring, I believe that can carry you Um, sometimes. That's the other thing, too, is that the Lions have proven they can win. In a lot of different ways they can they've won a couple games 20 to 6 you know their defense has shown up at times they've won shootouts last week against Minnesota was a shootout San Diego was or Los, Los Angeles was a shootout Um, so I, they can win in multiple ways which makes them dangerous on a week to week basis but they are a team with a glaring flaw that I think um, some of these NFC these top NFC contenders can can take advantage of including the Cowboys.
2: So I agree with you they do kind of have the the smell and the feel of you know going to lose a playoff game 41 to 39 and just Jared right. Goff's going to have this like all-time you know performance that just wasn't enough at the very end uh Perhaps this is a bit of a litmus test in in that sense with Dak. And obviously, you know, the Cowboys haven't played well the last two weeks. But um, he is playing like one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. So it will certainly be interesting. I know, you know, there's a lot of thought behind the idea that he could bounce back and have success. But we also thought that about the Dolphins and then their pass rush just kind of woke up uh, and took over the game. What would you say is the Cowboys, as you know, you know have, have been given all this grief because they can't win on the road and before it was they couldn't beat a team above 500 what is the signature win of the Lions' season so far this year And I, I don't again i don't mean that rudely but um yeah no i think the take was floating around that well they lost to seattle they lost to baltimore and lost you know soundly to baltimore so it's like they couldn't you know sure. kind of obviously the kansas city win was big uh but it was so right. long ago that it was like five years ago
1: um so like what is the right. one I mean, I I almost feel like it's Denver and I know that that doesn't look great in the aftermath of what happened to Denver after that. But, you know, the Lions had hit this rough patch where they they had lost to the Bears. They had lost to the Packers. It seemed like all these calls for the Lions being frauds were were out there and and loud and, and maybe had some legitimacy to them. And then they take on a red hot Denver team who had won six of seven. Their defense was stellar over that time. And they'd taken down, you know, the Bills. I think the Chiefs were in there as well as teams that they had taken down. And the Lions absolutely blew the doors off them, including hanging 40 points on a defense that hadn't given up that much really since the, the Dolphins game way back in week two or three right. or whatever that was. And so um, it felt very much like a Lions, at least offense, getting their mojo back. And I think they proved it again the following week last week against a Vikings defense. that was really good. They hung 30 on them. So um, to me, that that especially if the lines kind of continue back in this upward trajectory, I think that's going to be maybe their most signature win in that they pulled themselves out of a funk. You know, every team has had one of these funks, right? We, we all know the Eagles right. had that uh, the 49ers had the three game losing streak. The Eagles have looked bad that the Cowboys aren't currently on a two game losing streak. And I think that's kind of defined who, who Detroit has been in the past. They, you know, they haven't lost back-to-back games in over a year. And so being able to pull themselves out of the funk and then pull, you know, pull up two pretty important games to win the division. Um, that, that Denver game is, is really what I think sparked it.
2: Yeah, maybe we uh, we changed the terminology from signature window, like catalytic win because uh, I could totally yeah. see what you're saying. Like, that's like the the spark that they needed. Uh, the Cowboys had not lost two games in over two years since they just did to Miami. So if you're a fan of uh, how I met your mother, maybe there's like a blitz effect that happens when they do it to Detroit. Well, I, I obviously can't do it to Detroit because Detroit. You know, whatever you get my point um yeah. i asked you uh before the game or before the game before this conversation i gave you a few things that i wanted to ask you but i mean i think we both knew that i wouldn't hit all of them uh but um something i i'm interested to see was i asked you the thing you're most confident will go right on saturday night from a Lions perspective like you have to bet the house on one thing
1: and what is it uh in in a positive like in a negative fashion, I think the, the you know I told you like you could do it, whatever you, you you, you, you <laughs> can do that any 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 yeah. way you want it could be it could be
2: like a negative thing it could be like oh I think oh. Dak is just gonna be on fire it, but it could be whatever you want
1: yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one of each one one for each side mm. of the fan base here. I think I think Dak's gonna throw for over 300 yards. I I, I just I think that's a horrible matchup for the Lions, to be honest. They're, they're secondary, particularly their outside corners, have really struggled. And Nick Mullins could put up 400 yards against this Lions defense. Um, I I can only imagine what uh what Dak can do, and I imagine he's probably gonna throw fewer than four interceptions like Mullins did. So I think that's a a, a very like take the over on on any Dak, you know prop bets this week I would imagine right. um but but I would also say like the key to the Lions victory that, I mean they're very much going to I think follow in the footsteps of what the Bills did and just try to run the ball like crazy it's, it's what they do best and it's probably what the Cowboys do worse so um that seems like a pretty favorable matchup in the Lions favor so like over maybe 120 rushing yards for the Lions this week seems like a pretty safe bet to me
2: yeah, I am definitely afraid of the Lions running. The Dolphins didn't exactly have a ton of success there, but it was kind of a weird game where they didn't totally need it. Um, right. So, yeah, J- James Cook, I don't know if you know this. Um He had 221 total yards from scrimmage against the Cowboys. Um, yeah. Nobody had had 220 against him in a single game since Calvin Johnson in the game. <laughs> uh in in 2013 uh ah. so um I thought that that would um would make you smile yeah when I looked that up I was just I was kind of depressed like um because that game lives in like infamy uh for right. Cowboys fans but like the Bills game didn't feel that bad um again maybe it was just that they had clinched a playoff spot or I don't know what but um I think those are both fair um I think golf could have success as well like I think I mm-hmm. do think this this Cowboys defense is a little bit overrated is not the right word but i do think that their reputation carries them a little bit more and they're like the star power of who they are um as opposed to what they're doing as of late um so they're not really getting out to the quarterback right now i mean i i would feel confident and that's like i'm that's my negative one is i i certainly feel like the line i i this is a 41 39 game as far as i'm concerned um which is you you know nauseating and terrifying because both (laughs) teams kind of need it um in a weird way like and I mean, even Monday night's awesome San Francisco-Baltimore matchup was, like, juicy, but it was like, oh, no, the loser of this is still going to be the one seed in, right. <laughs> in, in their respective right. conference. Like, right. You know, we, we haven't had, um, like, a, a, you know, winner. Obviously, it's not the playoffs yet, but, you know, so if Dallas loses this, they're just about out of the NFC East conversation. I don't know if, you know, they have to win out and get one Philly mm-hmm. loss. Um, right. And if they win this game and get that Philly loss, they would not only clinch the division, but they, they would be the two seed whereas the right. Lions need to win out obviously to be the two seed or pick up an eagles loss so we're both obviously rooting for that um we've mentioned San Francisco and Philly where do you where do you put the Cowboys with regards to the NFC playoff picture because this is a, a potential divisional yeah. round matchup you know certainly not a wild sure. card option but i mean are you more afraid of them than the Eagles at this point less afraid they're number three on that list for you like where do you put them
1: no i i think i i have them too the 49ers and, and Cowboys are, are my two biggest fears and and honestly the rams are are creeping up in in a hurry as well and and some of that might just be you know scars with matthew stafford and all that sort of stuff but but no i I think i think the cowboys are in general a a very well-rounded team with with superstars on both sides of the ball and so uh like i said i i think it's a a particularly tough matchup when when it comes to the like the the cowboys passing offense against the Lions pass defense and and so that's you know when i'm looking at teams that that might match up poorly for, for the lines. It's, it's that it's teams with explosive passing offenses. So that's why, yeah, the 49ers, the Cowboys and then the Rams, <laughs> like those are teams that that can really throw the ball right now. And the Eagles are typically in that conversation, but they're not playing particularly good football right now. And, and so, you know, they're, they're probably that tier right below that. And then everyone else is below that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think the Cowboys are, are right there in the, in the, first tier of teams that I don't want to be seeing early in the playoff run
2: yeah I think we're all equally afraid of San Francisco but uh, we are particularly scarred by them just because of the way the last two years have gone Um, yeah so I I don't mean to be like we're allowed to feel more afraid than you are uh, but (laughs) I am I am a big Rams fan just because it I mean if things were to go chalk you know the Cowboys really need one of these lower wild cards to pull off an upset in the wild yeah. card round to not send them to San Francisco immediately. Right. Um, I, re- I respect the Lions, but I would much rather go to Detroit um, than sure. San Francisco for obvious reasons. Um, I'm with you. That's kind of the, the, the ranking of thing. I would feel bad for the Lions If like, after all this time, they finally get a home playoff game. They win the NFC North and it's like, Oh, now, now you have to deal with the like Matthew Stafford narrative in the playoffs. <laughs> that like, I guess this is, this has nothing to do with this game, but like, is that bothersome to you or, or is it cool? Like, what are your, th- thoughts on that potential because everyone kind of wants to see yeah it. i'm as you know like i zig when everybody zags on stuff like
1: this right i i've been mentally preparing for it for for about a month because it, <laughs> it, it's looked like that's where this thing is headed for for that long um and you know it's not it's not going to be easy i don't i'm not i would not particularly look forward to that even though you know as a writer like there's just a million different storylines you, you could write about that. It's, I mean it's not even just about Matthew Stafford playing in Detroit for the first time, but it's also obviously Jared Goff getting back at his former team and you know he's played the Rams I, as a Lion before. I didn't even think about that. Like right. honestly like on
2: the surface it was only Matthew Stafford, <laughs> yeah. that was the only thing I was thinking about. Wow.
1: And 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 the Lions have played the Rams since um and so Goff has gone against Sean McVay's, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But in the playoffs it's obviously much different because that's why they got rid of golf is he was fine during the regular season. He couldn't take it against some of the bigger teams. So um, yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be a great storyline. It'd be a lot of fun during the time, but yeah, I think, I think you laid it out there losing to Matthew Stafford uh, in the playoffs would, would kind of take the sails out of the wind a little bit. Um, I'm still, I'm still kind of of the belief that this line season has already been a success. And I don't want to judge the entire season based on a single game in the playoffs. I, I know like that's, that's where the bar is getting raised to next year and beyond, but um, we're, we're talking single elimination playoffs, man. It, it's just sometimes the, the better team doesn't win and, and you can't, you can't like say, well, this is a failure. We got to start looking at different answers for this team. Um, if if that's what ends up happening, especially, I mean, this, this Rams team is looking kind of legit. And so maybe they're, they're better than whatever seed that they get. Maybe they are better than a six seed. They're certainly going to be better than the NFC North. NFC. i'm sorry nfc south winner so um there's there's not to me there won't be a ton of shame if that happens it's just gonna it's gonna look bad
2: i think that's really good perspective A, a question i fielded a lot before the season began was if the cowboys don't reach the nfc championship game do you fire mike mccarthy and my response was always like well how don't they reach it like do they do they miss it because like you know, they have like 12 losses. Do they miss it because they lose in the division around? Do they lose in the division around like off? They get blown out. Like, do they lose on a last second field goal? Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so much necessary context. Um, And even then, like, even if they just lost conventionally in the division around like, oh, oh no, they've, I mean, it would suck, but like they've lost in the division around three years in a row. Like there are a lot of fan bases. I would presume the Lions prior to 2023 that would have gladly (laughs) traded lives with something like that.
1: Hundred um, percent. And and this... real really quick, I, I just want to say I was talking to Arifas on um, last week, and and I think he put it so perfectly. Is like we we've reached a place of where there are new new types of ulcers. Like now now everything like the stakes are higher, the expectations are higher, and 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 yeah, it's it's going to suck when the Lions eventually lose this year in the, in the playoffs. But I will take these kind of ulcers over the kind of where. You know, there's a 30-year con or 30-year division re- drought. There's a 30 th- two-year playoff drought, uh, playoff win drought. So, um, yeah, I think that perspective is always important to have, especially for a Lions fan that's kind of new to all this.
2: I don't think it's been said enough that that playoff win, the last one, was against the Cowboys. Like that's funny, it sure you was. Know, given that this is the the matchup in question. It, that, speaking of catalytic moments, was was the catalyst for the dynasty. That was one of the nights. So thank you very much. Um, and <laughs> no uh, to celebrate <laughs> that, I I don't know, I really don't know if you knew this. Um, the Cowboys are putting Jimmy Johnson in the Ring of Honor on Saturday yeah. night. Um, yep. So good good luck winning that game because <laughs> like they, they've been you know this has been overdue for almost as long as the entire Lions playoff drought right now.
1: The the funny thing about this is yesterday, Dan Campbell, like he's like, we got to win this one for Jimmy. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that's, that's, that's not like, I think that's what they're supposed uh-huh. to be saying, but like he, he loves Jimmy Johnson so much respects that man. Like he went on a three minute rant about how much he respects that man and, and how much he, he literally wants the team to perform in front of him as, as sort of like a, a tribute to him in, in, in some sort of interesting way. So, um, Maybe maybe that gives the lines an extra a little extra oomph. I, I I'm not really m- one to believe in in things like that necessarily, but it is interesting that that Dan is is using that as a motivational tactic at least for himself.
2: Um, Dan is an interesting person. I'll just leave it. At that. I've, I've <laughs> said sure my piece. <laughs> <Dan Campbell>. I <laughs> greatly respect him, but it, again, I really don't have as much of a problem with Dan as much as I do with the like general like reaction to Dan Campbell. That's what upsets me but a topic sure. for a different day two two last ones for you um yeah. you touched on jared goff who has a playoff win over the dallas cowboys um in one of those like you know ulcers you appreciate kind of game um yeah. that being said he's always been kind of weirdly intrinsically aligned with dak prescott what was going number one overall in that 2016 draft um mm-hmm. and games against the cowboys that he's had have been weirdly awesome for him uh now they've also swung the other way uh but where is jared goff on your you know your power rankings of lions you know players like like whether it's confidence, belief, trust. I mean, I can't imagine he's number like I would put Dak number one for the Cowboys right now. Yeah. Um, but and even if Goff's not number one, that's not a failure or an indictment, but like where where does he rank in the hierarchy of Lions players on the roster right now?
1: Yeah, I mean he's probably like five ish. Um, you know, if, if I had to throw out some names like Panay Sewell to me is probably the team's best player. Frank Ragnall is not far behind. Aman is not far behind that. Um and, and I don't know, you could maybe throw Eden into that conversation as well. Sure. Um, I, I mean, golf struggles with, with inconsistency at times, but I do believe he is a much better player than he was with the Rams. Um, and it's not just about having a really, really good offensive line, although that certainly helps. It's not just about having a, a bunch of weapons and a good running game, but they've made him a more intelligent quarterback before the snap. I was just totally. talking about this on Twitter this morning. Um, you know, it, it was it was a storyline in Los Angeles that Sean McVeigh was running the show, running the offense. He'd be in his ear until the the radio went off, uh, and that that made it so Jared Goff never really learned pre snap reads and, and protection slides and, and and all that sort of stuff. And the minute that that Goff landed in Detroit, they're like, "We are going to work on this for you." And I think it's really shown up, particularly in the past two weeks against. A Denver and a and a Minnesota defense that thrives on chaos and and just confusing quarterbacks. And Goff had two of his best games of the season against those defenses. And so um I'm starting to gain more trust in him, but sometimes it feels like you're like you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm I'm fine with the lines eventually giving this guy, you know, a three or four-year extension until maybe the end of his career, and then he takes one like huge step back and fumbles the ball three times in one game, and you're like Nope. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not I'm still not ready. And so um that's kind of been the story I would say of the past 2 years because the first year was kind of a disaster but the team was really really bad. Now that they've built a, a roster around him it's like increasing 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 and then like one big step back and then increasing increasing one step back and so I'm still like mostly confident in him and I think he's in general a little bit underrated from from a national perspective but you know, I'm. we're still, if we're talking like a QB ranking system, like he's probably top 12. I wouldn't put him necessarily top five, top seven, top eight. He's in that like nine to 12 range for me.
2: Yeah, I do think like his ceiling on a hot day is like that kind of five to seven range, though. Like you kind of bump him up yeah. like a mid tier or sure. something um, when he's cooking. He's, he's definitely on. I think that's really fascinating. It's so strange. I can't really think the only one I can think of, like kind of comp um, to like the second quarterback that was a part of a big trade, like playing really well. Was Kyle Lorton when he got dealt to Denver in the Jay Cutler trade? Uh, sure. So J- Jared Goff and uh, and Amon Ra are sort of the Kyle Orton and was it Eddie Royal? Um, you know oh, of uh, of the modern day Lions. Uh, so I didn't think I'd pull that does out not one seem today. like a compliment? It was Eddie Royal led the league in receiving uh, once upon a time. So I mean that's you know okay. uh, this high price. Uh, and that's the, the non Jay Cutler part of that trade. So I think you should be happy about that um true so last one for you um I'd like to ask this because I think it's interesting and you mentioned already a lot of Lions players who is a Lions player that should the Lions win on Saturday night we're going to be sitting here as Cowboys fans like man didn't see that coming like you know I'm St. Brown's low-hanging fruit Aiden Hutchinson's low-hanging fruit yeah. like who is a player that that is lurking that is playing well that maybe doesn't get a lot of national love or doesn't have a big-time story and it's just kind of flying low but could have a big impact
1: yeah I, I guess my answer would probably be if Fatou um the the Lions third year safety. Um the hero. he just yeah yeah he 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 clinched the, <laughs> the NFC North for the Lions last week. Um but he's only been a starter for the last two weeks. Um they've been looking to kind of get him into the starting lineup for a while but he'd been battling injuries. Um he's kind of just been all over the place making plays. He has his three sacks in the last two games obviously he has that game ceiling pick. I think he has a forced fumble as well. Um, he's a guy that that I feel like transforms their secondary a little bit and gives them a little bit more um star power and, and and you know disruption abilities. Um they they really like to use him on the blitz. I think he's blitzed like eight or nine or ten times over the past two weeks and uh not afraid to get his nose dirty in the run game and then and then has some ball skills as he showed last week. So um a guy that's just kind of uh, just kind of starting to trend up. The the interesting part about it is like he could be a starter this week or he could be a guy that comes off the bench and that's all dependent on CJ Gardner Johnson. Um which we don't really have one feeling one way or the other. But I think having the, the the couple games that that Fatoumila has had is, I think they might decide to just you know take another week CJ get 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 in more football shape and then we'll we'll see in the finale there um that 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 could very well be what they do and maybe they want to get CJ Gardner-Johnson's feet wet as much as possible before the the playoffs start so um it's kind of an interesting scenario where he might not play much at all but he could also be one of the biggest factors in the football game so um that's definitely one day I guess keep your eye on, on Saturday night
2: very good answer. Uh, very cool to see where the Lions are at, Jeremy. Happy for you and the Predator Detroit team. Um, this week, I asked Brandon Gowden who he was rooting for and who he would structure his rooting guide at Bleeding Green Nation around uh, because, mm-hmm. obviously, there's a vested interest in, in both sides of this game. Sure. Uh, he was like, well, it's a win-win uh, either way, but I'm rooting for the Cowboys. Um, like The Lions are mm-hmm. are that big of a threat. Consider that to yeah. where an Eagles fan is rooting for the Cowboys because it's all about securing the highest possible seat. Look at that.
1: That, that sounds like a headline. Eagles fans rooting for Cowboys because they're so scared of the Lions.
2: You know what? Um, I'd like to think <laughs> that I'm good at my job, but Jeremy is much better at it. And if you are watching or listening <laughs> to this and you and you enjoy things that we do, um, you actually have Jeremy to thank. Uh, One of our very popular things around here, Jeremy, is our weekly Madden simulation. And I'll fess oh, up yeah. right now. We, can, we completely stole that uh, from part hey. of Detroit. Um, they uh, they were doing it first, so they inspired us.
1: I'm, you know what I'm sharing, sharing with the family, right? What's good for the family is good for... for... Good for you is good for the family.
2: That's true. Um, Jeremy's being very kind because I annoyed him a lot uh, with, with a lot of <laughs> questions about how he did things. Uh, so uh, very humble. Uh, last, last, last one, which is super important. I recently mm-hmm. watched Oppenheimer. I don't know if anyone's heard of this. Pretty good movie. Um, I hadn't I hadn't seen it. Uh, so it, it was, you know, awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. What's a movie, a TV show, something? A lot of people are on a holiday break. You know, yeah. not us. You know, we grind all the time. But yeah, um, if th- someone's got some downside, uh, downtime, what do you recommend them watching?
1: Ooh, that's a really good question. I'm I'm kind Thank of you. a TV guy. I am good at this
2: job.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen any of the seasons of Fargo, the TV show, it's fa- fantastic, and they just have a new season right now with uh with John Hamm, who is is one of my favorite actors, both as a drama and comedy actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I've I've also been on Mad Men, so that's a fun little fact about me that not what? a lot of people know. <laughs> yeah, you
2: you gotta explain that now. I mean, you can't just like say that and walk <laughs> off.
1: Why not? Oh no, uh, I was I was an extra in one episode of Mad Men, playing uh people fans backstage at a Rolling Stones concert. So go look go look for my ginormous jufro in in the background of that episode.
2: Okay, um, I <laughs> watched I think like the first two seasons of Mad Men, and then I tapped mm-hmm. out. But as I understand, the ending got a little interesting. So you've inspired me to maybe you know react that. Yeah. I- um you're right John Ham
1: rules uh Tag is a super underrated movie um and, I you know what I saw some of that and and it, I I'm surprised that I agree with you
2: yeah uh I mean he's really funny in general but like that I th- that's kind of the movie I first think of when I think of him in that you know kind of sense. he's
1: great so. in uh Bridesmaids as well right those
2: was- yeah I mean again I wouldn't have thought about that immediately but he was yeah, in yeah. it um Hard to think of a movie that he's been in, um, except for uh, Top Gun. You know, he's just super serious. I don't All know right. if it was general. I don't know. You know, I don't remember what rank of the military he was. So, uh, the roar has been restored. Jeremy is on Twitter at Detroit on Lion. Uh, very difficult to say when you say on Twitter and then Detroit on <laughs> Lion, but uh, nevertheless, that's where you can find him. Jeremy, be well.
1: Do the best. You too, buddy.
2: Want to give a big time shout out. Big time. Thank you to Jeremy Reisman for taking the time to join us to talk about the Lions, talk about the Cowboys. I told him that I was going to poke at the Anthony Hitchens penalty rightfully getting picked up. Uh, but I was kind enough to not do that because I've done that many times throughout the course of our friendship. Uh, Jeremy's great for real. I mentioned that they do such great work at part of Detroit at the top. They also do a lot of great work in terms of raising money for charity. I mean, seriously, they are some of the very best people all throughout the ESPN nation network. Please go follow and support them. Obviously they cover the lion's, but I promise you they will entertain you at the the very least. Um, He he and his staff are very good at that. Um, And I think he was very fair in everything he said and offered about the Lions. Um, I'm definitely nervous about this game, more nervous than I would like to be. Obviously that has been exacerbated by the two losses the Cowboys have had over the last two weeks. I will pick the Cowboys. I don't know if I will lay the points um, quite yet. Um, And I know I mentioned that, but, I I think the Dallas wins, I mean, if they lose, I mean, if they lose, it's going to be a a wild week next week. I mean, (laughs) because then it will be you can't even win at home. I mean, it will be ridiculous, um, to say the least. So let's hope we don't have to deal with that. But um, yeah, Dallas Cowboys, Detroit Lions kickoff on Saturday night at 7:15 Central. Jimmy Johnson going into the Ring of Honor at halftime. It's going to be incredible. Uh, after the game is over, we will be live. I will be live on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel, the Blog of the Boys Twitch channel, and the Blog of the Boys Facebook page. You can watch our post game show on any one of those platforms live or after the fact. Obviously, it is a busy time of year, and you have you know commitments and places you got to be and people you got to entertain so i understand if you can't be with this live but you can always catch the rewatch at your own convenience or you can listen right here on the blog on the Boys podcast network please make sure to subscribe wherever you get your pods leave a rating write a review those things help us out very 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 much um it's possible i don't talk to you between now and then because of the aforementioned commitments and entertainings and things like that so if i do not uh i wish you and your family and your friends and all those around you your circle your neighbors just everyone who you hold near and dear to your heart a very, very happy and blessed New Year. I hope the celebration is fun. I hope the You know, start to the years is what you want and what you need it to be. Uh, I'm looking forward to 2024 and more Dallas Cowboys conversation and good times with you all in that year and beyond. For now, I will bid you adieu. I hope you have the greatest day of all time. I hope you eat something delicious, and I hope you watch something wonderful on television. Whether or not it is uh, Fargo or Mad Men or Oppenheimer is completely and totally up to you. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.